Welcome back to Passive Vibes Podcast, and um, sorry for the wait, but we're back with episode eight. <laughs> it's episode eight, dude. Oh, all right. What are you trying to... Come on, bro, dude. Bro, for a second, I'm like counting it in my head. I was like, bro. I was like, yeah, you're right. I lit... <laughs> I mean, you are the one that uploads... That's what I'm saying. I'm like, how can I be wrong? <laughs> <laughs> we both, I- all right. To my defense, though, I don't have the all the episodes... So it's like in my mind, we've, I been, guess, we've yeah. been banging all these out, bro. It's starting to get to no, the point yeah. where it's like kind of hard to keep track. Dude, that's what I'm saying. And I mean, now that, you know, uh, with the, well, during this episode, I'm getting a lot of, well, I'm getting some, I shouldn't say a lot. I'm getting some feedback from some close friends about the, the podcasts that have been uploaded, which you can find them uh, pretty much anywhere that you normally listen to your podcast, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, you can find it there. Go and follow and subscribe, whatever, and do all that good shit. But yeah, I've been getting some feedback from some of my close friends who are listening to it. And um, yeah, they're saying that it, it sounds pretty good, which I was super insecure about because after listening back to the first three episodes, which we mentioned before, uh, there was like these little clicks and pops, but all that's taken care of. But they're saying that it doesn't really bother them. Well, not that I, I would keep continuing to make uh, episodes with those fucking... Yeah. Like all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, it's really awesome, you know, getting some of the love back from my friends. I don't know if you've heard anything from any of your friends yet. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I'm sure it's coming though. They, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's coming for sure. That makes me feel bad for you now. <laughs> that you have it. I'm kidding. Wait, do they know that it's out on Apple Podcasts and? And Google Play, because I, I mean that I was I, uh, those are the last two I was waiting for. I know I like reposted it when we put the that when you made that first post on the Past the Vibes uh, podcast channel or the Past the Vibes Presents channel. I reposted that mm-hmm. onto my story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I'm gonna keep on promoting it. Yeah. Y'all better listen to my podcast. All my homies out there, listen to my podcast. My podcast. You want to rephrase that, son? Listen to our podcast. All right, there we go. I could be saying my podcast. <laughs> I would do. You know what though, bro? I can't even really get that mad since you're the one that it's, edits the videos. It's just and does the, all the it's work. just the creation of it. Yes, I, I handle the I manage the creation and making sure that it gets to where it needs to go. But yeah, whatever. I just Obviously, show up it's for the talent. our it's our podcast. You know, you if it wasn't you, it'd just be me talking to nobody, which I do on a regular basis anyway during lockdown. But whatever. Um, yeah. So actually. After going through all the BS with getting it on Google, Apple, Spotify, I might put it on Stitcher too. I was thinking about that recently. But after getting it on those platforms, um, I have the YouTube channel. Uh, same thing, Past Vibes, uh, where I also upload gameplays. But I uploaded two of the first three that I just wanted to kind of like uh, batch load um, so that we can just get those out there since we have a bunch uh, to release. After I released those two episodes on YouTube, yeah, I got a warm welcome right away once they were processed where (laughs) I got two copyright claims on those first two episodes. And I was like, what the fuck? So I like had to think hard, like where it could have like where that could have came from. But luckily, YouTube being, you know, as nice as they are, they let me know in the description what part you know of the podcast and what it was that got copyrighted and it was my outro music so this being episode eight yeah for the from episode four 
and on, yeah, you're going to hear different outro music because uh, apparently the site that I got the quote unquote royalty free music from got copyrighted. And if I wanted to make that episode or those two episodes, um, if I wanted to make them monetized and, you know, get money off of them, which I'm not even thinking about at this point. Uh, yeah, it would go directly to that guy who made that track. So, um, congratulations, whatever that dude, I think his name is like Dan or some shit. Shout out Dan. Shout out Dan. You fuck. No, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it was all good. I don't care. I think I found a better outro, outro music anyway. Uh, I vibe with it way, way heavier than, whoops, than, um, than what I had with Dan's. So. Nah, like, uh. The OG outro music yeah. we had was bumping, but it's the so new sad one that is, now it's OG now because yeah. it's like episode eight and that was on one, two, and three. The uh, the new one though, the, I do like that a lot. So like classier. I'm a freestyle to it. No, I'm I'm a write to it. It's worthy of sure a written rap. Yeah, do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that fucking frustrated the hell out of me when I uploaded those two videos. So. Made sure that the music that I have now wasn't going to be claimed. We're all good. Episode four is going to be going up uh, Sunday. I know it doesn't matter me talking about it. You're yeah, just by gonna, the time you guys hear yeah, this, you're all just gonna, seven episodes you're just going to fucking gonna see up. it. That's going to be my plan, too, for, uh, I guess, upload consistency in the scheduling behind it. Um, podcasts are going to go up Sundays. And then throughout the week, which you can find on the Pass the Vibes YouTube channel, um, our wacky gameplays. Yes, um, sir. Yeah. So far, there's three videos as of this recording up on the YouTube uh, channel. We did a recording of Red Dead Redemption, The Last of Us Remastered, and Streets of Rage 2. Which was super fun. Yeah. This guy is hooked to it. And um, now that I feel like we're on like episode eight, we don't really need to introduce ourselves every single time. But... Just to continue with the bit, who the fuck are you today? Today, I'm Kato Mate. Kato Mate. Kato Mate. You can call me Kato. You can call me Mate. Mr. Mate. Where the fuck is that from? It was given to me, bro. No, it wasn't given to you. Can you please explain to me where it was from? Or where you came, where that came up from? From the deep... No, seriously. Pits of my mind. No, seriously. Maybe off air, bro. <laughs> off air? The, as far as the viewer, the listeners go. No, for real. No, I'm I'm genuinely curious. Like, I know I'm being mean, but like, I'm genuinely curious. We're Katomato? Katomate. Katomate? That sounds like uh, or an iteration of like tomato and something else. All right. So with most of these names, they yeah. come from the genesis of my mind. This one though. The Genesis. Since right. since you're asking, yeah, you know, um, Run's House. Remember Run's House, the of Rev course. Run's TV show? Yeah. People used to call me Run because I was a fat piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rev Run is not a fat piece of shit. He's not a fat. He's just piece fat. Of shit. He's just fat. I love Rev <laughs> Run. Shout out Rev Run. Man. I love, we love yo, Rev Run, bro. I had a whole um, Run DMC phase in high school where because because of, of Run's House, and I obviously knew the. Um, the impact that Run DMC had on yeah, hip hop and rock and rock, rock and roll music as a whole. So there was a year, I think it was my junior or senior year in high school. Dude, I rocked heavy. Both white and black shell top Adidas. 
Like I had both. And those are my, cause like for high school, I would have two pairs of um, sneakers for the year because I took care of my shit. So like my parents knew like all I needed was like two. So I had a pair of shell, uh, black shell tops and white shell tops. And I would, I'd wear them without the laces and shit, dude. I felt cool, but I was just did, fat. Did you have the, the hat <laughs> and the matching track jacket too? No, I did not wear a bucket hat. What the fuck? Yo, shout out to bucket hats, man. Yeah. I'm. Well, I mean, I'm not going to front. I just got into bucket hats this past year, but. I've been on that. Yeah. Shout out to Schoolboy Q. I School feel like he Boy. was really the the pioneer and the, pioneer the, and the newest generation yeah. of people. Uh, yeah, uh, people, uh, artists to start rocking the bucket hat and the circle shades too. Really, yeah. Yes, sir. It's yeah. a whole look, a whole vibe. Yeah, dude. Um, but but yeah, Katu Mate came from an episode of Run's House. I remember it was one episode I'm to remember, where, yeah. where uh, I think it was JoJo's friends, JoJo or Diggy's friends. But they were all in the kitchen, and Rev Run just came in. He's like, Katu Mate. Kato Mate. I remember that weird shit he would do, dude. <laughs> and he had like a whole backstory. I can't remember if Kato Mate mm. was a real person. Okay. But that was like his thing. And he would just walk around. And that, that literally just like. I think it was Diggy's friends. That just permeated in your mind right now? Yeah, bro. Wow, dude. I mean, that's like me thinking about like Dave Chappelle, like trivia. <laughs> like, I would. Dude, I have a Dave Chappelle complete series. In my DVD case, yes, I have DVDs still. I have one too. Dividus, dividus, dividus. I still haven't opened it. It's been in the plastic wrapping since I worked at my previous job two years ago. But for some strange reason, I don't know. I guess like I, I envision myself watching it like with a group of people, but I know that's not going to happen anytime soon. It, it might. Any listeners want to watch Chappelle's show? Let us know. Yeah, we'll sure. I'll, I'll play it on air and get copyrighted. <laughs> You can come to the Past the Vibe Studios, and we'll watch it. Why are you trying to get me sick, man? I don't know who got it out there. I'm kidding. I'm joking. It doesn't matter. I but mean, by the time they hear this, bro, maybe yeah. it, it won't be so... Uh, hopefully, COVID it'll be, won't it'll, be so widespread. It'll be good by then, hopefully. But anyway, the, speaking the, of, of, of copyright, yeah. The whole point of me bringing this up is that when I uploaded... Oh, wait. Whoops. You talked about that already, bro. <laughs> But this this guy's out here <laughs> going over material, reusing material this early into the pod. Yeah, I'm just gonna be frank. I'm on like my second cup of whatever. He's, <laughs> he's drinking some vibe juice right now, getting lit. Yeah, vibe juice. Yeah, we should just leave it as vibe juice. Yes. Yeah, it's just unexplained vibe juice. Well, I was literally about to go back into. I was I was wondering where you were headed with that. Yo, thank God you're here, dude. If you wouldn't have cut me off, I would have went back into what I just already explained. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's been lonely this past week. So yeah, I've been drinking uh, vibe juice a lot today. <laughs> anyway, shit, man. Uh, I feel like maybe I don't know. I'll leave that for the next time. That the YouTube inspirations, even though we were just talking about YouTube and how them, you know, they. I mean, if it pops up, bro, fucked we'll, my day over. We'll go with it, but. <laughs> but um, there, there is a topic though that you've been wanting to talk about for a few episodes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, we we talk about that? music all the time. Uh, we were just talking about music, but it, I was just thinking about it in the shower one day where all great ideas manifest. Um, the evolution and how like we as just human beings listen to music. I mean, I know that everyone's not the same, but I feel like it's, it, it's kind of like a general thing that tends to happen with people as they grow up and, um, and experience new things, whether it be like food or. You know, whether it be music, food, um, just any type of taste in general. I noticed that, like, 
I was thinking back to like when I was going through like my punk phase, you know, as a young teenager. You painted uh, his fingernails. Yeah, I definitely painted them green. Whatever. Uh, Wore the listen, eyeliner. Listen. He had that chain that hung hung from his pockets. I actually did have that. I had a chain while I'm not even going to front on that. I won't front because those were cool. And they're back now, actually. So fuck off. Anyway, I won't wear one. Those are, I hate them. They're stupid. <laughs> anyway, the music that like I would listen to, let's say, as a kid from like what I would hear from the radio or like my older brother because he was heavy into like a lot of hip hop to when I became like a teenager from... The music that I would legally download in like the punk rock phase that I went through up until like my adolescence where I started finding like my flavor music up until now where I kind of feel like I'm an adult <laughs> um, where I can almost listen to anything. There's, st- there's still two different, still two types of genres of music that I just cannot listen to. And that's... I mean, I already know what it's going to be. Say it. Country. Okay. I don't know the other one. Okay. Classical? No. No, I love classical music. Are you kidding me? Um, country music, I just, I don't get it. I mean, I know that it's a national phenomenon. I'm not going to say a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, and metal. I mm. just can't get into it. I love hard rock music, too. Like, shit, dude. Like, the, the artists that I name, and I know that I might not be naming them specifically for their hard rock for the hard rock genre because I know that rock music has so many different iterations and different sounds I just kind of generalize it as rock music I'm a huge fan of rock music um, but metal it's just not a form of rock music I can get into it's just you know that the metal the screaming the like I don't know but it's weird because I can listen to like screaming music and like would you classify screamo music as metal or is that its own subgenre? screamo I mean personally I feel like Screamo might be its own genre, but as of what I've heard in the past, there's a lot of screaming and metal music. I don't know, but there might be metal that I I can probably listen to, but I've just never found I haven't found it yet. So that just goes to my point of just this evolution of how we listen to music. And it's just really fascinating to me when I thought about it, because like starting off from when I was like a kid and being able to actually remember like forms of music as a kid to like that I would hear on the radio or hear from my brothers like stereo um I can say from a kid I heard a lot of um I can say hardcore hip-hop and R&B and um 70s slash 80s um like disco dis yeah like disco funk uh like earth wind and fire and the parliament and and parliament I said parliament Come on, bro. Parliament, shut up. <laughs> BGs, you know, like, because my mom and my dad, when they were still together, like, they would listen to a lot of that together, and they would sing it, and I would overhear them, like, in the middle of the night, like, just singing together. It was fucking awesome. And then hearing my brother, like, blast on his stereos in, like, the mid-90s, fucking, like, Wu-Tang Clan. Mob Deep. DMX. Mob Deep. Fucking uh, Foxy Brown. Uh, Lil' Kim. Biggie. Tupac, everybody. Who did he have? Like he even bumped some Usher, man. I remember him bumping Hell Usher. Yeah. <laughs> um R. Kelly. Just R. Kelly's music. His music. Music. Um who That's else? A whole era I can go right for there, days, bro. but like the most prominent ones that I can remember is uh Wu Tang Clan, DMX, 
um, Nas, uh, who I would say those, I'll leave it at those three just for the sake of just me sitting in my thoughts. But I would hear that all the time and I'm like, oh, this is fun. Like, I don't know, seven, eight years old because we're uh, there's a nine year difference between me and my brother. So there's literally a generation of music between us. Right. And um, uh, yeah, I would hear them. I would hear him play it when we were like out in the pool on the stereo and and then I would hear it on the radio. But what I would hear on the radio, what I can remember the most was like R&B music. And that was like the Monica's, the Usher's, the Brandy's, the the TLC's, the uh, Joe DeSee's, Black Street. Oh. Dude, I can go on for Oh, uh, you're going there. You got me excited. Like- Keith Sweat. I can, all those R&B legends, you know, from the from the early to mid to the late 90s. All of gen- T- Tony Braxton, bro. Tony Braxton was a big one, actually. She actually has the same birthday as me. Shout out Tony Braxton. Shout out Tony. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. She used to date Dennis Rodman. That picture was everywhere and it was really funny. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, this whole evolution behind listening to music is crazy because like thinking about it then and then um, thinking about like when I started to discover music on my own as an early teenager, I got sucked into punk rock weirdly, you know, like. You would think like I would continue that sound of hip hop and R and B, but just completely went left and started listening to like Good Gr- Charlotte, Good Charlotte, Green Day, Simple Plan, Blink One Eighty Two, Blink One Eighty Two, Avenged Sevenfold. Um, Let me ask you something. Though. Uh, I got one more, one more. All American Rejects. All right, now you can go. So, do you think that you got into punk? Did you get into that on your own, or was there an influence by I your feel friends? Like, I feel like at that age, since you're very impressionable and like what's it's your friends, quote unquote right? cool. Yeah, I got impressionable by my friends because I strangely had a lot of white friends in a in a very black area. Mount Holly, shout out Mount Holly. Mount Holly is like kind of kind of more I, demographically. I feel like it's more black than white. When did you move to Mount Laurel? Mount Laurel, I moved in 2003. Um, so like I was still in that phase cause I moved from Mount Holly to Mount Laurel. Yeah. But then once I was in Mount Laurel, I feel like my music choices started to change a little bit because in the next couple of years I was going into high school and then high school is what sparked like my, my arm, not R&B, sorry, hip hop groove. Like I started getting into hip hop, like heavy, not heavy as I am now, but like I was like, oh man, hip hop's cool. And then I stopped listening to like punk and rock music as much as I did hip-hop and r&b um but yeah definitely can say early teenage years punk rock was like an influence of like my inner circle i had a lot of white friends we listened to a lot of punk music and for some reason a lot of the movies that i watched too like that were in movie theaters shout out to movie theaters whenever you open back up um (laughs) um yeah, like there were a lot of their soundtracks had like really popular punk music as like their credit scenes or like action scenes without within the movie, and so like it was it was everywhere for me. Um, but yeah, once I moved and became a little bit older, so like a, you know, in high school, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, like more hip hop artists starting to, started to pop out at me a little bit more, and it was more of like the poppy hip hop artist because it was whatever I was hearing on the radio I was like, oh that's pretty cool um uh so Kanye West was a big one but I, st- I wasn't even I still wasn't a Kanye fan like I heard Jesus Walks and all the other stuff like throughout my high school years yeah. I still wasn't I wasn't a Kanye fan until like 0708 
which was graduation graduation 808 era um but like hip-hop artists that i could say like i was like or rap artists in general that i was into uh as like uh a, a little bit older teenager so high school years so um uh tyga um like bro, young tyga bro. i'm not mad at that bro I'm I'm actually a Tiger fan. Young Tiger was different. His Black Thoughts mixtape is one of my favorite mixtapes. I've never even heard of that, bro. It that's actually very introspective. If anyone out there, like, if you want to listen to some good Tiger before he was a party rapper, mm-hmm. he was actually somewhat of a conscious rapper. A lot of times, his he was though. He Col- was. He had a song on like a DJ drama called like um going moving backwards or going backwards yeah i think that, that was, on, was uh, black thoughts too i don't know but that shit that was on repeat for a minute for me like i liked his flow was completely different his his his, his content was different his lyricism was different and it, like his introduction to the world was on that song remember coconut juice is it the lime and yeah the yeah co- yeah lime with um with his cousin in the video Travi mccoy and i was a f- travi Mc- yeah travi mccoy yeah, yeah. of gym class heroes yeah i was a fan of gym class heroes no i was too um but lupe lupe i was a fan of uh young lupe i still am a fan of lupe uh i'm, sh- I'm just trying to just name i didn't mean to cut you off but there's uh, no way t-pain and akon aren't on this list um uh t.i Definitely one of the the rap big rappers that I listened to during that time. Uh, I mean, I can't consider them as rappers. Though. Akon and T Pain, they were just they were just hit makers. They were more they were more producers number one and and singers. Well, aren't aren't rapping like nah, they could rap, but they were more singers. Like they they mastered. Hooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ti, uh, Young Jock. So like another like, um. So Lil John, that was another guy I was into, huge. But yeah, so it was like being like a, a little bit more mature, quote unquote, uh, teenager. Yeah, I started getting into the more of like the the popular rap music, which at this time can't even really be qualified as rap music. It's more of just like a pop hit at this point. Um, so yeah, Ludacris was another big one who I was into during that time. Real quick, yeah. I feel like Ludacris, even though he is a legend, yeah, that guy needs to get more of his flowers while he's still here, bro. Ludacris yeah. is the like premier like all around rapper because not only did he he's have a radio, pioneer for a lot of stuff, bro. He had hella radio hits, hella. But then he was also a supreme lyricist. He made full albums that were just like concept albums, he like did. Theater of the Mind and Ludiversal. He did. Uh, yeah. Always killed his features. He did. Like, the guy needs to get his, like, they he needs to be put up there as one of the elites. They should have included me on the original version. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone yeah, loves Ludo. Ludo was, yeah, Ludo was another big, like, rapper that I listened to back then. Um, you know, he's more of an actor now. But. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned Wayne yet. He wasn't. So these are, so I there's another step. So that was like my high early high school going into late high school. Late high school. So like getting ready to go to college senior year. That's when I start getting into like my core artists that like I kind of like stay loyal to to this day. And that's Lil Wayne. Like heavy hit so his, you know, the Carter Three came out um okay. right yeah, oh eight, right before or right after I graduated high school. So like lollipop was everywhere, three Pete was everywhere. His mixtape, a Millie was everywhere. Everyone rapped every over a every freestyle. Asher Ross, shout out Asher Ross. That was one of my favorite freestyles over that. Um, 
So Lil Wayne, big one. Kanye, that's when I became a huge Kanye stan. Or it was my senior year in high school. Cuddy was literally like right after. Because Cuddy had Day and Night 0708. And I didn't even discover Day and Night until I played this one game that my asshole best friend Karan told me to buy. Uh, yeah, I was at the store and I was in between buying NBA Live, I think, 09 and NBA 2K9. And this motherfucker told me to buy, yo, dude, buy NBA Live not 09. Like, dude, it's way better than 2K. Little did I know that's when 2K was taking over. Right. Um, yeah, but luckily I did buy it because Day and Night was on that soundtrack of NBA Live 09. Tony Parker, I believe, was on the front of that uh, that copy. Yeah, and we played the shit out of that game. And I remember at one point I would go into the soundtrack settings, and this is when I knew that I was, I think I was becoming a huge Cuddy fan. Uh, excuse me. I would have that song with like two other songs on repeat for like uh, for the game, uh, whenever you play the game. And fun fact, how I even discovered Kid Cudi was my one boy, Dysart. Shout out my man, John Dysart. He came over my, my house one day, uh, you know, during his summer vacation, because he was always like a school, at a school, like abroad or some shit. <laughs> and he would come home during the summers and we would go on YouTube. Uh, that's when YouTube was like fucking still in its early stages of just becoming popping. And he was like, yo, man, my one friend showed me this one guy named Kid Cudi and the song called Maui Wowie. And I mean, back then, like, yeah, I was I was smoking like crazy back then. Like right after high school, I, that's all I did was smoke. And Maui Wowie is a form of weed um, that comes from Hawaii. And there's probably more details that I don't know about, but that's the premise of it. And he played me Maui Wowie by Kid Cudi. And I was like, oh, shit, is it? Going back to Honolulu just to get that, that Maui Wowie, that Maui Wowie. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? He was like, yeah, this dude named Kid Cudi, my, my, my friend showed me. And I started like going into him a little bit. I think, I think at that point he had his mixtape, The Kid Named Cudi, out. Um, But yeah, I was, I was heavy into that song. I was already in the day and night. I didn't even put the two together at the time. I'm like. I'm like, oh, shit, that's the same guy. And I looked into him a little bit more. I found the uh, A Kid Named Cutting Mixtape. Instantly fell in love. And I was just, I guess, like, that point in my time and not knowing what I wanted to do with my life and the lyrics that Kit Cuddy put in his songs, it just resonated, me at a, resonated with me on a whole nother level to the point where I am today, where I'm, I'm a diehard you can't say shit else. Kid Cudi fan. Otherwise, he will get legitimately angry. Yeah. I will fight you on why. Not physically fight you. I will argue with you on if you have anything against the way, uh, the way Kid Cudi does whatever he does. That's just how I am. But I've seen it happen before. Yeah. I've been on the other end of it before. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how you can fight against Because at this point, it's just a, a, a worldwide fact that like... He's influenced so much of this new generation that has come about that, like, it's just the same thing as Kanye, same thing as Jay-Z, same, whatever. Like, he has that legendary status where there's just a new flock of people that have spawned from his type of music. And, I mean, it'll be the same thing for these new people. Like, Travis Scott, he's going to have a spawn of people after him. Lil Pump, he's going to have the spawn of people after him. 
So that puts me into the next point of during that time of graduating high school, going into college, me finding like my my core hip hop R&B artists, you know, so Lil Wayne, Kanye, Kid Cudi, Usher, um, you know, T-Pain, who else? Akon. Uh, who else can I say? Shit, who was I listening to back then? Jay? I was I was listening to Jay here and there. I was actually a big hater of Jay. Really? At one point. Yeah, it's really weird, but I'll get into that. Um, Timberlake? Timberlake, yeah. Oh, how could I find? Yeah, Drizzy was after college because he was like 08, 09 when I started listening to him. Um, So, yeah, so like all of those like core people who kind of like define the sound that I listen to when it comes to the hip hop and R&B genre. I, you know, I was just I stayed true to them. And then towards like the middle to the end of my like college career. I started veering off into more rock music, and I, it was still, it was always there. I always listened to, like, Green Day. Like, I'm still a huge Green Day fan. I was always still a big All-American Reject fan, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, then I started, like, getting into, like, the more alternative sound, and I discovered this one band called Death Cab for Cutie, and they're just a really, like, laid-back, kind of like a somber sound to it. Like, it's something that, like, you can relax to. It's not very upbeat. It's very low-tempo. Um, I found them and I was like, oh man, I really dig this. And I feel like that was like one of the, the most, uh, recognizable memories that I have into how I got into like the, like how big I am into like rock music. Um, I know there's probably other memories that I have. I just can't remember them right now, but I remember listening to Death Cab for Cutie somewhere and then putting it on my shitty MP3 player. And <laughs> repeating it over and over while I was on the train to school. Uh, but, yeah, I started getting heavy, well, back into rock music. So I got back into, you know, the Chili Peppers, Green Day, um, All American Rejects. And then um, towards, like, the end of my college career and going into, like, my quote-unquote, like, professional career, like, my actual first real job, uh that's when I started finding people like 21 Pilots and and Tame Impala. And I'm huge. I'm a huge fan of both of them. Those are like my top two rock bands right now with like Green Day and Chili Peppers in the running. Uh, but I should dial back. Going throughout college, I still developed a lot more. I, I feel like I developed a, a bigger hip hop like knowledge of music. So it was like, and you were with me, like we, we, me and, me and, um, Kato Mate. Kato Mate. <laughs> me and Kato Mate. Uh, we went to Rutgers together for like two years because you graduated a little bit before me. Yeah, yeah. It was two um, years. And, uh, yeah, we would listen to a lot of the same music. So, like, Big Sean was popping I, at that time. So, so uh, I believe that, yeah, when, uh, I don't think we've mentioned this on right. other episodes. Kind of like on a little tangent. Yeah. But uh, when we we started working at Toys R Us around the same time, I 2010. think. Yeah. I was hired in uh, November. You were September, right? Yeah. yeah. But we didn't talk to each other that whole first season there. And, until like after season. It wasn't until like maybe like springtime. After season. That's because it was really hard to talk to anybody. Yeah. Unless you were in their department because of how hectic it is. Because right. like you literally just communicate with people who can just help you get your fucking job done. But uh. 
I remember when we actually started talking and becoming friends, Big Sean. Big Sean was the first thing. Yeah, that was yeah. like the first. We ended up uh, both finding out that we were fans of his. And then that kind of like was the beginning of our friendship right mm-hmm. there. And I've said on the previous episodes, Big Sean's one of my favorites. But yeah, like uh, Big Sean, J. Cole J. was Cole. another big mutual one yeah. that we had. Drake. Drake. Wale. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I can say like during college and towards the end of college, like, I, I developed all of those like additional artists. So, like. The Coles, Drizzy, Kendrick, okay, Wale, Wale, um, fucking who was I a big fan of too, dude? I was I was even getting like Macklemore. I was uh, he had a little run. He did. I mean, he even had that album in 2017. It wasn't bad. It was the debut number two. Like it could have been number one. Um, Joey, Joey Badass is another one. God, I just all right. I just feel like I need to look through Bronzolino. So all right, Chance. So, all right, all right, all right. So, I feel like that's the next step. So, to recap, college, early college, late college, I developed, like, you know, more, oh, I'm getting back into, like, my rock music and um, and still spanning out a little bit and then developing even more on top of, like, my hip-hop taste and R&B taste because, uh, like, I was getting heavy into the weekend. Um, you know, Bryson Tiller, uh, uh, Ty Dolla Sign, like, all these, like, R&B heavyweights right now but so just to get into who you said young ab action bronson lino um when i moved out and i was quote unquote an adult i was living with my man tom shout out tom uh he kind of like opened my mind up to it even a whole new level of like hip-hop because he is so og hip-hop it's not even funny like you two would have like a good conversation on like 90s hip-hop artists yeah he might stun you with his knowledge he's a diehard nas fan but in terms of like hearing that classic sound, he just had a crazy ear for it. So like every week, I can say month at the at the at the most uh, at the least, he would like knock on my door or whenever we were like in his living room because I was living in his house. And he just had a spare room. We would start talking about music like, yo, man, have you heard of such and such? And I'm like, what? And then I'll go in my room and start playing. I'm like, oh, shit. Or I played in the car. And we were going back and forth between different artists weekly, monthly, during the span of the time I was living with them. And um, some of the biggest artists to come out of there, no rock, because he's not like a big rock guy. He is a R&B guy, which I found out later. But the big artist to come out of like my time living with him was, uh, was Mac Miller. I was already like a Mac fan. Like I was like, oh man, he makes good stuff. But I became like a Mac, almost stan. Uh, when I was living with him, we both did because we were like, "Oh yeah, you listen to Mac," and he was like, "Yeah, I kind of listen to Mac." And then we listened to Good AM together. I'm like, "Oh shit, this shit knocks, dude!" And then we went back to um, like Macadelic. Oh my god, why am I forgetting the name? Oh no, 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 no! It's the playing movies with the sound off. I believe that's what it's called. The one that came out during the. The that, same day as uh, the, yeah that that Yeezus title yeah the title weight fight between and Jesus Center. and Born Sinner it came out during that time and then um uh the Wale joint the the gifted the gifted came out during that crazy month of June of 2013 um yeah we became huge Mac fans and at the time I was living with Tom he just dropped Divine Feminine. And for some reason, we weren't feeling it at that time. It, like, I'll be honest about it. We weren't feeling it. Where I was like, ah, he kind of went left field. 
But when we think about it today, we're just like, yo, he was figuring his shit out, you know, rest in peace. Like Divine Feminine led to Swimming, which Swimming is a fucking perfect album. And um, we became huge Mac fans. He int- I heard of Action Bronson on the, the One Train song by Joey Badass. I think it was Joey it Badass. It was ASAP Rocky song. ASAP Rocky, okay. That lineup was crazy. That think, was uh, a crazy Joey lineup. Joey Badass, so. uh, Danny Brown. Big Crit, Danny Brown, Joey, ASAP, Action. Uh, oh, Kendrick. Brown. Kendrick was. How oh, the fuck? Uh, yeah, Action. There might uh, have Dom. been one other guy. Uh, Dom Kennedy? No, not Dom no. Kennedy. I meant. Um, there was one other guy on that track. Big Crit. I said Big Kurt, right? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I remember he was like, yo, you listen to Action Bronson? I'm like, I heard of him. And it was because of the one train. He was like, yo, you got to hear his, his shit with, like, the producers, like, Static Select and Party Supplies. And that's when I started getting heavy into, like, like producers, you know, like DJs. I started listening to AB, and I'm like, what the fuck have I been missing? And I feel like my taste started to dial back to that classic New York hip-hop where I feel like it's probably in my blood anyway because my whole entire family's from New York. Right. But, like, I started to go back and listen to, like, you know, the Nas's, the, the Big Puns, the fucking, you know, I got Action Bronson, fucking, dude, Mob Deep. I started going back, and I was like, damn, dude. Like, I never really listened to their music with the mind, obviously, that I have right now as a, what was I, 26 at the time. So I just became like engulfed in all of that, that just that classic sound of like, I'm just going to drop these 16 on you and just fucking blow your mind. And, you know, no melodies, no things, you know, like quirky little hooks. It was just straight out rap. They were just rapping. It, it didn't matter if it made it not made sense, but it didn't matter if it was true. But they would just put together just a, a crazy just I, I can't even describe it. But anyway. Action Bronson, Mac Miller. There was this one group called um, the the Indigo. Indigo. He's gonna. Tom's gonna get mad at me because I know he still listens to him now. But uh, the Underachievers. I think that was their I, name. I've heard of them. Yeah, and their one, their first album called uh, Indigoism. That's what I was thinking of. Um, yo, he's still hooked on them to this day. I kind of fell off, but they definitely have like a classic, like but like more of a sped up um, flow. But like definitely classic like New York vibes. But yeah, like so yeah, when I was uh like moved out, professional career, whatever, yada yada, living with a roommate, I started getting into more of like that, you know, the roots of hip hop. And I started going back. Still kind of developing the rock sound. Like I was listening to Tame Impala. Um, I was still getting like suggestions from people at my old job about who to listen to. Um, it was up until like I was about to leave that place where I started getting like all of these like amazing artists who I listen to now. So, oh, rock bands I listen to now. So, excuse me. One of them being Portugal the Man. They're amazing. Um, Glass Animals. I fucking love them. Uh, I remember Green Day and <clears throat> Green Day and Red Hot Chili Peppers. They released something in like 2016, 2017. Who else? Oh my god, I can't remember. I'm just trying to like visualize my playlist right now. Fuck. No, I'm gonna. Come on, open up, bitch. 
Going to the jam out playlist and it's funny they're all at the top. Oh, MGMT. I was actually a fan of when they were working with Kid Cudi because they they worked with no no no. Oh, is it gonna play? No, don't play. Fuck, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Yo, it was about, have another one. Of those yeah, no, it was about the it was about the play again. Fuck that. Um, but yeah, I started developing. My, my, you know, rock and roll or rock group taste a little bit f- even further. Uh, and so I feel like that might lead me into like where I am now, where I almost, well, not almost, but I pretty much accept like all forms of type of music. Like, shit, I didn't even talk about this. When I was in my early 20s, uh, EDM. Yo, because like I was a heavy like club goer, See, and this is where me and you differ. Yeah, I'm not a fan of EDM. Heavy, music. He- oh my god, my my man Dicer can attest to this because um, if it wasn't for his ass going back to, not going back to, um, studying abroad in Prague, he came back whenever you know summer uh, that summer vacation. He came back from Prague. He just had all of the DJs who we would listen to. To pregame to and who we would hear in the clubs. Oh my god! Like whenever, I, and it's funny now. Whenever I listen to EDM music, it fucking makes me tired. Cause it's just like I remember how much energy you have to exhaust to listen to that type of music. While you were raging. Oh yeah, fist pumping, Jersey Shore in it. You know what I'm saying, dude? We did it all. Um, <clears throat> I feel like everyone in our friend group had like a different like type of fist pump. <laughs> See, I was never part of that wave. Like my, my cousin from Guatemala is actually a huge EDM guy. Like he goes to the shows and everything with the lights and all that stuff. Oh wow. Uh, personally, I just never got into it. But there are two main genres of music that you didn't talk about that I'm wondering, like, what your take on it is because they were two. There are two genres of music that I personally am into or was into at some point. Or maybe in time. I didn't get to it yet. Mm-hmm. No, nah, so the first one. I know in the past, I used to be embarrassed about this. I feel like a lot of people would be embarrassed if you're a male, if you're a minority. You know, you don't talk about this. If you're a male minority? Yeah. Okay. Um, Taylor but Swift? No, nah, but it's like, it's like <laughs> growing up though, it's inevitable that you hear these songs. It's like, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever, you're like, man, I don't listen to this. Like, you refuse to acknowledge it. But now it's like being comfortable in your own skin, being comfortable in my own skin, I can look back on this genre and be like, yo, these are legends right here. I, don't, I have no shame in saying that I used to listen to them when I was growing up. But pop music, and I'm talking about like the early, yeah. like 99, 2000 pop, like Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Christina yeah. Aguilera, Britney yeah. Spears. Did you ever have a phase when you I, listen to them? I or? have like a spot in my heart, definitely, for the, um, for the boy groups of the early 2000s. Yeah, boy so bands the, yeah. and the... So, pop yeah, princesses? Um, um, not really the pop princesses. I didn't really care about Britney Spears. I didn't really care about Christina Aguilera. Yeah, they did their thing. But for me, yeah, as weird as it sounds. Uh, yeah, NSYNC. Uh, Backstreet Boys. Boys uh, LFO. Uh, no. Um, God damn it. I mean, they're more R&B and not pop, but they still had some pop hits. 112. Uh, One well, twelve was straight R and B, bro. I, I would not. Yeah, some pop hits. I wouldn't classify them as Peaches pop. and cream. That yeah, was poppy as shit. Come yeah, on, it, w- it was. Cream. It was. <laughs> I Give need it because you know that I'm a fiend. Yeah, I, I still always consider One Twelve R and B. You taste so good to me. <laughs> 
That's my favorite part of the song where you just hear Slim screaming out, Girl, you taste so good to me. Slim killed it. I don't give a fuck. Shout out Slim. Shout out Slim, man. He even had like a little solo around for like a year or something. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the pop music was one of them. And then the other one is a genre that's very near and dear to my heart. Smooth jazz. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love I smooth jazz. But yeah. I, I feel like, I, but then again, it's like, that's not really a phase. I feel like that's always just going to be like, you have your moments where you just want to chill and relax. You throw some smooth jazz yeah. on. But it's not really something that you go out of your way to really no. look for. It's kind of just like you go on Music Choice if you have Comcast and throw on the uh, the Smooth Jazz channel. <laughs> music. I can't remember the exact channel. I always remember Hip Hop Hits was like four, channel 404. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just like with MTV Jams when we were talking about it. It's a channel that you'll always remember. Just my man Tom got mad at me. He texted me like when I was talking about like my friends were texting me about it, about the episodes that are out. He was like, yo, man, how the fuck did you forget 142? He was like, 141 was at MTV Tres. <laughs> yeah, 142. Bro. And I'm like, MTV my bad, Jams. man. I was like, I had the number. I was like, 141, 142. But anyway. But, uh. What was it? What was it? So, yeah. Being on my own. Yeah, my, that's when, like, my music choice just kind of just, like, flourished. I can feel like. So, yeah, I was already into rock music. All genres of rock. I had my R&B and hip-hop taste, like, just out of, you know, all over the place. But then, like, I could feel like in the past couple of years, I've discovered new genres that, like, I feel like I would have never listened to as a kid. So, um, classical is one. Uh, I listen to classical music. I just have a whole playlist for that. Um, I don't know what to classify. Well, actually, I do. Um, Funk music definitely brought that back into my life. So, like, I I have a whole playlist of, like, stuff from Parliament uh, 70, uh, 70s like um, Earth, Wind and Fire, Bee Gees. I have all that type of like classic like soul music. I have all that type of shit on one playlist. And then I have um, the newly, well, it's kind of, it's relatively new in the world, um, lo-fi hip-hop, which, uh, which you hear in the intro and outro of this podcast. That is a sample of some very good lo-fi music, lo-fi hip-hop music. Had no idea what that that had its own genre. Yeah, like I I showed my boys and uh, a couple of people in Colombia when I was out there. They're like, "What? What is this?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's just instrumentals, but they call it lo-fi hip hop." And they're like, "Oh man!" Speaking of Colombia too, no. there's one big genre no. that we oh, have okay. not touched oh, upon. Reggaeton. Reggaeton. Rompe, rompe. <laughs> That's a daddy Yankee. And the uh, and just like Spanish music in general. Yeah. Bro. So I feel like. Reggaeton has always been there for me. Like, cause yeah, I'll, when Daddy Yankee had those huge hits in like 04, 05 uh, with Gasolina and Rompe, yo, like everyone, like, and then even, well, my voice cracked. Even um, Sean Paul, he had some type of like dance hall type reggaeton, eh, reggaeton ish. Like, I, I feel like Dan- y'all kind of I feel like it's right more dancehall though. It's more dancehall, but like he has some reggaeton vibes to it. Cause he's even featured on some of these huge reggaeton artists hits now. Yeah. But um but yeah, like that dance hall type music. I guess I forgot to mention that shit. Like, yeah, I used to listen to that heavy too. Uh but yeah, reggaeton, that's been way more prominent in this past year. Uh with I all love, the artists coming out. Yeah, all the artists coming out and the the memories it gives me. <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on these memories? 
I just had a lot of good times with reggaeton music. I'm just leave it at that. A lot of vibes. Yeah, a lot of good reggaeton vibes. Anyway. There you go. Um, but yeah, recently reggaeton, uh, you know, more different types of alternative like rock music, hip hop artists, like, and then, so I guess to, to cap this off, well, this, the, you know, the meat of the podcast off, and like how, like I feel like the evolution of how I and I can, you know, we as people sometimes listen to music. I started listening to people who I never thought I'd fucking start listening to. So it's like when I was going through that phase, like not phase, but like when I was at that point of like listening to like hardcore hip hop with Tom and shit like that. Dude, I never thought I'd be like a fan, a big fan of like the Migos or shame or, on you or a little pump. Or, uh, or, or like I mentioned before, Blueface. So, the last episode, you were getting on me about the whole Chance thing. I remember going up to you and being like, t- telling you about the Migos. Did you? Yeah, I did. And I remember you specifically telling me, because I always remember this, you were like, like, bro, I'm not listening to that. Like, th- those new age trash rappers. May- maybe not the red quote, but the message was definitely loud and clear. And I I'll probably f- admit it because I'm saying it right now. I never thought that I would be like a and fan th- of those. This things. was like no label to me goes. I think it was probably before the the probably. first album. It was before a culture. It was definitely right, before. It like so that. it was probably like 16, 17 maybe. This was probably, yeah. Was, I remember this was like handsome and wealthy. Uh, I, even, I don't even know what the fuck that is. See? I, I knew like uh, Fight Night. I knew that. Because, yeah, yeah. It's from the same mixtape. Yeah, right? I knew Fight Night. I knew that one. Yeah, but, um, but I remember you definitely were not a fan. And I yeah, was just I like, wasn't. Damn, bro. But like, it, it's something that evolved in like my just my perception of music where, okay, like they all can't rap like how you want them to. Right. You know, like everyone can't sound like Kid Cudi. Everyone can't sound like Jay-Z or Kanye or fucking Roscoe Dash. I don't fucking know, dude. He still sucks. Anyway, but like when I started listening to them for what they for what they were and who they are, I'm like, you know what, this shit, this shit hits. You know it what I'm bangs. saying? Like, you know, Bad and Bougie came out 2017. <laughs> Can't believe it's three years later. That shit probably is probably still sitting on the charts somewhere. You know, you know <laughs> that's gonna end up being one of those songs at the club where it's like it was such a big hit, but then it dies down a little bit. That when they do play, it, it's like, oh, like you already know when it's you hear that. The same thing with uh, Mask Off. That's going to be another one of those classic records. See, I hated that song, actually. I, 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 I only like the remix. With the I got a halo. I, I level up every time I got to say so. Shooter on payroll. Payroll. Looking like Pancho. Looking like Pedro. Pedro. <laughs> he murdered that shit. Um, but yeah, I started listening to people who I never thought I would. You know, So I, I, I started listening to more Future. I mean, I can't really listen to him solo-y, like, solo-ly, excuse me, on his own. Like, his albums, I can't listen to a future album. I tried Hendrix, and I was like, what the fuck did I just listen to? <laughs> like, I know that people shit on Baby, uh, DaBaby, um, for sounding the same, like, throughout all of his albums. That's how I feel like Future sounds sometimes. Like, his album sounded like one cohesive track, and I was like, I can't do this. I listen to him on Features. He'll kill a Future. Um, I became a, fu- a bigger Future fan after seeing him on tour after seeing his like actual stage performance, yeah, no. yeah he killed it. So I was yeah, like, I'm, yeah, not really. A fan. I mean, like I, I do know he makes good music. Um, then just so like Future, I, I like Lil Yachty, I like Lil Pump, I like Smoke Perp, I like uh, Blueface, like I said before. Um, who else is out? Like Lil Uzi isn't too bad. Like Eternal Take wasn't as shitty as people think. Like how I think about it, it's not that bad. Um, who else is like a, a weird rapper? 
<clears throat> that I listen to. Well, I mean, a huge rapper that I, a huge a huge rapper that I am a big fan of um, is Lil Dicky. I cannot give enough credit to how creative and just a genius level that that guy is. I mean, like he's the next like Donald Glover in my opinion. You know, where Donald Glover mixed kind of did it, yeah, kind of did it before. Uh, did it in reverse where. He was an actor slash comedian and then went into rapping after and then, and then went back actor and then went back. Um, you know, Lil Dicky saw this platform as something to project himself into that spectrum of being an actor and, you know, has a dope ass show on Hulu slash FX. I think um, Dave, it's fucking phenomenal. Shout out Lil Dicky. Shout out Dave. Um, yeah, Lil Dicky, but a great a rapper. I would say if I had to put him in a. Top five, I could do that. I could, I could, I could honestly put him in the top five category of a rapper, like someone who knows how to rap, like Eminem or Jay Z, or you know, someone who can literally put Just a down a pure rapper. A pure rap, like he can do it. Yeah, it may be funny, but he can do it though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like Common. Like, even though those are all different types of rappers, they're all rappers at their core. But yeah, I started listening to people who I never thought I would listen to. It's, the biggest one for me is Blueface. I never thought I would like Blueface. But listening to that fucking album straight through, I was like... Yo, your yeah. Blueface fandom continues to grow every oh, podcast like, he, episode. He got a banger on this one, dude. Wait, what did he say? I saw a meme about it, and I think I saved it. <laughs> I think, he, oh my God, I don't fuck with papers. I only fuck with essays or something like that. But you have to hear the context of the song. Everyone was like... I think the meme was like the uh, the guy taking the earbud out of his out of his ear and it was on fire. <laughs> He's like, I don't fuck with papers. I fuck with essays. I'm like, oh shit, okay. But yeah, he knows what he's he knows what he's doing. Ray Shremmer. That's another duo that I never thought I'd be a big fan of. I mean, after uh, No Flex, uh, No Type, man, he had a lot of they had a couple of No Hits. I, mean, I just yeah, realized yeah. that. Um, uh, Come get her, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, and yeah. um, the, f- the one with Nikki and Young Thug, I always forget the name of. I think it's. Dr- Dr- I cannot remember. Samo, get Samo. I think it was like Samo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a hit too, for me. I love Ray Shrem. That was their whole first album, bro. Full of bro, bangers. Just before we started re- recording this podcast, we were listening to a Ray Shrem Tim Westwood freestyle, and they were going all the way. Yeah, in. this guy over here, um, Mato Kate. Kato Mate. <laughs> I'm not gonna get this one you're, right. You're almost there. I don't care. Hopefully, by the end of the episode. Uh, this guy over here, Tomato Paste, couldn't even. <laughs> no disrespect me like that, bro. <laughs> didn't even know about Ray Shrem killing freestyles like this. You didn't know about it. Yeah, I, I Yo, did. they mur- like that's why I became like super fans. Uh, a super fan of, of, of both of them. But, yeah, dude, it, it's it's weird, you know. Uh, Juice World, we were watching a little bit of Juice World and... R.I.P. I, yeah, R.I.P. I came, I came on to him uh, a little late, but it was right before, a, a year before he passed away. But I became a huge fan of Juice World. Um, another guy, well, I feel like he, he would just be, I would have just became a fan of his, uh, regardless, Post Malone. I love Post Malone. I'm a big Post Malone fan. I became a big fan of Young Thug. I never thought I'd be a fan of Young Thug. I never I, liked him. I'll agree with you on never that. Never liked one. him, dude. I, like that whole Jeffrey shit. I was like, what is he, what is he doing? I, his persona though it just made it seem like uh, I don't know. It was kind of hard. It was weird. And like, it was kind of hard to get into him. Yeah. He's really, but he's also stepped up musically too. Like his creativity and how like 
just he makes his songs now, it's definitely better than it was before. But I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, he's not. I feel like he's not so much as a mumble rapper as he used to be. Like um on um what Rich Gang lifestyle lifestyle yeah. Me and my me and my my boy Eric, we used to just mock that sound. We used to just be like. Like, we had no idea what he was talking about. And I can definitely say, almost six years later now, yeah, he he's definitely more coherent. Still kind of mumbly, but, like, his, I feel like the production is a lot better. Like, he, he, he chooses a lot uh, better songs. And, yeah, uh, what was it? So Much Fun. One of my favorite albums of 2019, definitely, hands down. Hot. The hot, re- hot remix. Bro, I need to rap over that beat. That beat is incredible. Everything Liddy, I love when it's hot. Oh, sh- That's a flamer right there. I love I like how joint. he screams in the background. He says his first line, and then you just hear him. Like you hear him screaming in the background. That's going to blow up my ears when I listen back to this. Yeah, that was a banger of a yeah, song right there. Young Thug, who else am I like a fan of? Where I'm like, fuck, dude, why? I was like, I listened to this guy. I'm about to pull, play this real, real quack. Uh, For me, I know uh, both Lil Baby and Gunna have Lil, grown on me. Lil Baby and Do Baby have grown on me. Um, Gunna has grown on me. Uh, dude, oh my God. All right, do you have anything else to say? Because I got somebody left fucking field. Go ahead. Dude, I started listening to K-pop. Like BTS. I love B. I'm not even in front. I love BTS. I do. I don't care. My Judge brother me. also got into that phase recently, too. I feel like your brother's kind of fit for that, though. <laughs> no, he's already, in like, you, he's already in, like, anime and stuff, though, right? He is, he is. Yeah, didn't you say he, he watched, like, 900 episodes of he Naruto? He watched the entire Naruto series in, like, two weeks. So, yeah, I have every right to say that it kind of fits him. Anyway, it kind of fits me, too, because I used to be about that lifestyle. Dude, I used to watch, I've seen, I, I don't know what it was, uh, where it stopped, but, you know, I watched all Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT. I can't remember what year or what series it was of Dragon Ball that I stopped, but, dude, I was watching Dragon Ball for a minute. DBs, um, but that, that's everybody, though, bro. That, Every single boy... Still, Male from our generation loves DBZ. But we at, all watch it at some at point. At the same time, I would say, like, with DBZ came along with other things I would watch, like Full Metal Alchemist, um, Cowboy Bebop. See, I never uh, got that. See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, so, yeah, it's not really an insult to your brother because, like, it it should be, like, a no-brainer for me to get into as well. But it, I discovered it super late. I'm not even going front on it, though. Um in my preschool, we have there was one week because I'm teaching music this year, mm-hmm. so uh, we've been teaching the kids like different instruments, different genres of music. So we did K-pop one week, and we went to one classroom. There was this one boy that knows all the BTS songs, so we would play it in the in the classroom, and I'm sitting there listening to it. Is he Korean? Nah, bro. Oh, so I work in Camden, bro. <laughs> well, no, I, I I don't know, but I was just saying, is he reciting the the lyrics nah, in he, Korean? The, the, they have a they have English version. Yeah. You know? He knows all the dance moves. He knows the uh, the songs and everything. But we're playing that in the classroom. And I'm just like, yo, some of these songs kind of kind of bang. Dude, their last one, Map of the Soul 7. Slaps. Fucking slaps hard. I was listening to it while I was getting my car um, inspected. <laughs> I had it blasting while I was waiting in that long ass line. 
Oh my god. But yeah, dude, K-pop I've gotten into while being older and just more aware of the types of music. Um Is there a particular I'm, artist that you've gotten into outside of BTS? Oh, for K-pop? No. Yeah. Um no, it's just been mainly mainly um BTS. Uh I mean, they're the biggest group out Yeah, there were some other genre. ones that pop up. I know that there's this one guy that popped up on a Jason Derulo dance song that I really like. I forget his name though, but he's a part of that excuse me, that uh K-pop community. Um, trying to think if there's anything else. Yeah, there's like weird, like introspective music that I listen to, like um, soundtracks, like very instrumental soundtracks, like no lyrics whatsoever. So not lo-fi, but uh, no, like, I feel you on that, bro. Because it's like going back sometimes, like if you listen to like the Batman, Batman soundtrack or whatever, something like that. Yeah, it'll have like just like in the movie when it's like a suspenseful moment, like um, Inception. Have you ever seen Inception? Nah. Fuck you. It's on the list. God damn you, on dude. On the list of movies You don't have Netflix either. I don't. You fucking suck, man. I spend a lot of time outside, bro. Shout out the great outdoors. Shout out my outdoorsy people out there. They they feel me. He's only outside to play Pokemon Go. Whatever. No, no hell Inception no, bro. Inception is hell a music. No, don't disrespect <laughs> you. Wait, wait, hold up. I'm outside to explore, to play basketball, to walk around. Sometimes I'll walk around with no phone just because I like to be... Pokemon and the ambiance of it's it. Pokemon yes, Pokemon Go is a yeah, part of what Pokemon I do outside. Yeah, it's Pokemon but Go. come on, bro. That's not the reason. If there wasn't Pokemon Go, you wouldn't be outside. No, anyway. no. I was outside for okay. years before anyway, Pokemon Go even Inception, came out. Get it right. Get uh, it right. Inception 2010, yeah, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, it was like two years after The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, it has an incredible soundtrack. And yeah, themes of like just sound like that. I compilated that into like a playlist. And it'll be playing like while I'm working and it's just like, it, it just puts you in like a zone where like you feel like you're in a movie or it, it just like motivates you in some type of way to just like, just keep, just keep moving. So yeah, I, like stuff like that. You know, I started to dive into like creating nineties and eighties and seventies music playlists. And then again, hip hop taste is still expanding. My rock taste is expanding to even later types of uh, artists. Like, so I heavily got into Queen. I love Queen. Um, you know, I saw the movie. Um, the music, the, the movie isn't what like projected me to listen to more than music. I was already like a Queen fan, but like seeing that that story, like even though some parts maybe like dramatized or whatever, um, it, you know, I just kept finding out more about their music. I'm like, oh, that was them, and I would listen to it. I'll listen to albums, have a whole playlist for them, and then there's like other classic rock groups. Um, the the electric the electric light factory not factory oh what's it called shit it's like electric light electric light oh electric electric light orchestra electric light orchestra that's a fucking tongue twister yeah electric light orchestra um I got heavy into them recently um finding out like what their catalog was and songs that I've already heard but um. Yeah, this whole thing of thinking about like how music, music is always evolving. There's always someone doing it different. And the fact that like just different points in all of our lives will make us perceive different sounds of music in a different way to whether we like it or not. It's it was just wild. And I'm just like, damn, like I'm 30 this year and I'm thinking about when I was 20 I'm like, dude, I wouldn't have been listening to Queen or Lil Pump. 
pump when I was 20, because 20, I felt like, yeah, man, I was into, like, Kanye West and, like, Kid Cudi and shit. Like, dude, that's, like, real rap. And I'm, I'm also listening to, like, EDM heavy and shit like that, too. And then now, bro, I can barely listen to EDM. Like, I'll listen to EDM, like, on a run, just to just get me moving. But, yeah, EDM isn't something I put on anymore. There's different forms of EDM that I put on, but that's a whole other story, like... That's kind of what I was saying with, like, the whole pop music, though. Yeah. Like, it's like as you get older and as you become more comfortable in your skin, as your mind expands and all that, you're more accepting and more willing to accept all these different genres and artists yeah. that you may not have accepted before. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do also with just, like like I said, being more comfortable in your own skin. It's like as you're younger, you especially, like, in school and everything, you want to kind of... You need to become... It's like not... A lot of people are natural leaders. There are a lot of followers out there. So it's like... Yeah, you're you more kinda, attracted to what's cool. Yeah, you're yeah. more attracted to what's cool, what everyone else is listening to. And it's like, even if you have outside... I feel like this generation, honestly, I will give them props on this. I the feel newest, like, like yeah. So like the Zoomers? I feel like they're okay with being more different, which is very admirable. They're okay with being different, but are you talking about in the music sense of like listening back to what their roots I, I, were? I'm just saying at least people that... like. Some of the younger kids that I work with at Target or whatever, yeah. it's like they're more open to doing their own thing and listening to people that isn't, aren't necessarily like the norm for them. Okay. And I admire that a lot because it, for me, it took, I'll admit it, it took a few years before I could really like find that the leadership in me where I could really be like, okay, I don't care about what anyone else is doing. I'm going to do what I like to do and be proud of it and represent that. So, you know, it's like as you go grow older and as you become more confident with yourself and all that, you can start finding out what you really like and not care about what anyone else has to say or what's the more popular thing out there, but just kind of finding out what your ear, you know, what your ears like, what you're sonically attracted to. Yeah. I know like with me though, like uh, both my dad, I honestly wish I had more of a diverse music taste. I think for me, it's like I find what I like and I kind of yeah, stick with don't. that. But like my <laughs> brother and my dad... Uh, both very diverse music tastes. Like, when I was growing up, my dad would listen to, like, these Spanish ballads from, like, the 80s. But then he would listen to Queen, and then he would listen to, yeah. um, like, Spanish rock, and then he would go and listen to, like, Elvis. And, like, my brother's kind of the same way. Like, I would, like we've been, we're a very musical family, uh, but my brother, for example, like, one day we'll be in the car, and he'll have, like, 50s music playing. Like, it's com- something completely left field. Then he'll have ODB, old, old Dirty uh, Bastard, playing the next day. I was like, wait, that's And then he'll have uh, Bone Thugs. And then he'll have, uh, I don't know, some other, like, K-pop song. Then he'll have rock me music. at the crossroads. Morning. So for me, it's kind of just been like, you know, I'll... Now that I'm older, I'll just like I like rock music too. Yeah. I've told I've told you this before. But you um, don't go out. And look I don't for go it. out and look for yeah, it. It's so like if I hear it in the background or like, like right. playing Guitar Hero, I'm like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> if I hear it in the background to Guitar Hero, no, it's no, not in the I said background. no, I said hearing it in the background or playing Guitar oh, Hero. Oh, oh, oh! Um, I'm like, dude, it's playing on the <laughs> yeah, bro. I'll discover songs like that, and I'm like, yo, this kind of bangs. But as far as like what my personal favorite genres of music are, it's always going to be hip-hop and R&B. Like that's what I'll go out of my way to look for. And then everything else will kind of just fall into play. That's and once I find something lie, I like... Not not, not really. <laughs> look, I'll, I'll admit, I don't listen to the I mean, same amount of music that you do. You're but starting you can't, to pick up, but, I, I hope. But you can't say that like I don't listen to hip-hop and R&B. I never like, said that. I said you going out of your way of finding new, new artists. Bro, I download everything. I just... Uh, I download everything. 
But will I listen to it right away? Probably not, unless it's a major artist that I like, Big Sean or J. Cole or whatever. Then I'll go back and listen to things. I'm like, all right, this is cool. But look, bro, I'm weird like that. I have a different mentality than other people have. Sometimes I need to be in the right frame of mind before I listen to an exact album. And I like listening to everything from start to finish. Like, I really don't like listening to songs yeah, beforehand. That's what I do. But it's like, if I go out for a walk, for example, I turn my phone on Do Not Disturb, which I do a lot, and I just put the music on, and then I'll just go for a walk and listen to the music like that. Or I need to be in a certain type of vibe. I'm that's weird extra, like that, bro. That's extra shit. It, it is, it do is. Not, do Not Disturb. <laughs> Yo, I have my phone on Do Not Disturb most of the time, to be completely honest. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, I text you, and I know that you're not going to wake up till like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon anyway, so. Sometimes it's earlier. Oh, yeah, you did text at 10 that one day, but I was just like, I think he's already up anyway, so. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's like, as you get older, though, you get more. It is. You're, it's like, you, you're, you ears open aware. up. You become more aware, and you become, uh, I guess, more cognizant of the fact that, like, it, nothing needs to sound like what you'd like to hear. Like, right. like everything can sound good on its own, on its own, you know, on what it was like built off of. Uh, the weird thing is, is like, you know, when I think about like our parents, like listening to the music that like we listen to right now, yeah. I feel like it's like backwards. Like they'll listen to like anything that was like cool or, or like what they thought was like hip and whatever. And then when they, when they get older, so like when they're like our parents age, they're just like, oh, turn this crap off. Not I know I know with my does does your do your mom or dad do my dad have, does it all the fucking time. But have there been any artists that or songs that you've enjoyed that they'll be like, yo, this is kinda cool? My dad, again, sometimes he'll be like, Oh, this is alright. My mom, like, she's not really one to do that. Like she listens to anything. But my dad's the one to like to criticize like new people who especially if they, God forbid, they use a sample. So he still doesn't understand and I love you, Dad. Don't get me wrong if you ever hear this. I love you, but he doesn't understand the concept of a sample. He thinks sampling is it's stealing. Just biting. It's just stealing. He's like, wait, that that came out in you know because he has an extensive knowledge of like seventies and eighties music, which right. a lot of samples come from because a lot of good sounds came from then. Uh, he like, yeah, like what the? He's like, this came out like thirty years ago. He's like, why are they? Why are they stealing? I'm like, they're not stealing. They're sampling the sound. And I was like, and they have to go through an extensive process for them to even, like, to even, for them to release it. I mean, sometimes, yeah, some asshole artists do release it, and then, like, they'll go into, like, a a lawsuit about, like, copyright uh, infringement or whatever. But, yeah, every single song that's a sample, it's it's that person stealing. So, I'm like, no. I mean, See, with, with my dad, of course, he still likes the music that he came up on, the music that, you know, that I would always hear around. But I even mentioned, like, in when we did the producer battle episode, um, when I was, like, in seventh grade, and he, we were all sharing the same iTunes, the same computer and, and all that. Like, he really liked, like, 50 Cent's P.I.M.P. and P.D. Pablo's Freakily. You don't know what you know And it was always because of the beats or because they were catchy. And even to this day, like, my dad, uh, like, he, he listens to some Bruno Mars. He listens to some Cardi B. I'm just Pop. like, yeah. It, 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 I'm not even going to say some Cardi B. It's I like it. When that's, yeah. like, a huge pop, pop. song. But, uh, yeah, the stuff that's relevant, it, it kind of surprises me sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know this song? Yeah. But it's very strange how, uh, well, not strange, but it's just very interesting in how our our ears just, you know, develop with, with music and how music develops as well. So it's just like, I don't know. It's, uh, I feel like our generation, 
can be one of the most like adaptive in terms of like listening to music because yeah there's still a lot of us that don't like the people like Lil Pump and Smoke Perp like my boy Tom he doesn't like that at all but he'll come across people that like, are similar no that are like dope and he's just like oh and and it's and it's just from the perspective of you know he's an OG hip hop listener right so like all these like new people or if he if he knows that they're young he's just like he won't really give them his like time to listen to them until unless like he hears something from like the the, the great bombs like, if you hear something like from me for example because yeah i'm always like even lo- i'm looking through like new artists and you know people who who, who p- people who may like sound like shit like at first listen but then if you really listen to him like oh they're not that bad if they stay in that lane um why be in corday he had no idea who that was and then he was like, "Yo, man, you heard that one one dude YB?" And I'm like, "Yo, you're just getting on him now, man." And he's like, "He's like, he's a young dude, man. He's like, I can't just give him my respect right away." And I'm just like, "Oh, I thought you would have peeped him by now because like, his 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 um debut album is a classic. It's 100 a classic. I mean, he has classic features, classic tracks. He's very introspective, somewhat of a lyricist. Like he he has punchlines for days. Like he has a flow, very unique flow. And it's just like you can tell that he has like respect for the game." You know, and that's what like a lot of these like new artists that are coming out, you can tell that they have like a mind, like they're mindful of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, but they're just five, doing it in their own. Yeah, way. I feel like five, six years ago when like the little pumps, Uzi, Verts, Yachty's, they didn't give a fuck. They were just like, oh, I'm going to make whatever sounds good to me and I don't give a shit. I'm going to create like a huge fan base anyway off of it because it's vi- it's going to go viral. Nowadays, like, you know, like Joyner Lucas, uh, uh, YBN Corday, um, who else is a new or Roddy Rick or Roddy Rich? Roddy Rich is it Rich? Are it you is. sure it's no. not Rick? No, because I thought like how he spells no, Rich he, he with has, the two C's. I thought that's supposed no, to be pronounced he, Rick. Nah, he has the two C's in there because he's a crib. Oh, is he? Yeah, cool. Uh, but it's pronounced Roddy. <laughs> it's pronounced Roddy. Rich. So it is Rich. Yes, I thought he was doing it as like, like with the two C's as like Rick. Nah, so it's, like, it's Roddy Rich. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. Shout out Roddy Rick. Yeah, shout out Roddy Rich. Rich bro. I'm sorry, um, but uh, kind of, I want to say something like what yeah. you were saying about like our generation and how we're like we're very adaptive. we're very adaptive. Yeah, we're I, complainers, I do, but we're adaptive. I do feel like we are the first generation to really be like that because how it's always been is like if you talk to one of your OGs and like we all have OGs that we talk to. Yeah. So you could talk to them about anything. It's like. What do you think? What's your favorite artist? What's your favorite? Who do you think is the best basketball player of all time? Is mm-hmm. who's this? And it's like everyone will always give answers as to what they grew up with. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, like you talk to someone who grew up in the nineties. Who's the greatest basketball player yeah, of all time? It's like Kobe, Everyone's gonna say Michael Jordan. Yeah, Kobe like, Jordan debate. No one was gonna say, but it's like no one was gonna say Kobe or LeBron. It was mm-hmm. always Michael Jordan because yeah. that's what they grew up on. Yeah. That's when they were watching. Um, if you ask someone who even earlier, they probably might not even say Jordan. They'll say, "Oh, it was Wilt or you know Magic or Bird or whoever." Yeah, like that's like my dad's time. My dad would probably say like um like Bill um Bill Russell. Yeah, Bill Russell and people like that, Larry Bird. But it's kind of like now our generation. I feel like we of course have our have we've our own seen, opinions. We've seen so many like icons like just go through our lives. So it's like we've seen we we us being '90s kids. Like I'm '90 or '91. Yeah, we. We were young, but like we do remember like the dominance 
of Michael Jordan. Yeah. And then we grew up during Kobe. And then we also saw LeBron. So it's, it's like, like now we've literally seen three generations of like basketball legends just go. It, it's like now everyone. It's like, of course, there's always going to be a bias as to like what, your, is, what your favorites are. Yeah. But I feel like our generation, probably more so than others, we just seen are, we're yeah. able to accept people's opinions more or we're able to like understand things a little bit better. Like if you were to like, could we just have this? That's deb- a loaded. But it's like if yeah, you, if we a lot of people to, disagree. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you how many debates, including some debates we've got into in the past about who the best basketball player of all time is. I'm a LeBron diehard. I'm a LeBron stan. I yeah. will forever think that he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, it's Kobe. But yeah. it's like we can have this debate and we could talk all we want. And yeah. it's like at the end of the day, I can respect your opinion, but I will always say LeBron is the best. You're gonna say Kobe is the best. But I feel like we are at a level where we can give each other points and still, you know, respect the other person's opinion, even though ours might not change. Whereas opposed to like the older generation, it's like, no, if you're not saying Jordan, then you're stupid. You don't know a thing about basketball. Yeah. A lot of them would say And I'm not saying that for everybody, but I'm just saying like in general, like at least my experiences in the past talking to some OGs, it's like, no, like this was the era, like the nineties were the best era of basketball. Every era after that, like is soft. They're, they're not no player has the same dominance as Jordan this this and that but I feel like overall like I said our generation is we've seen a lot we've been exposed to a lot and I we think have. we're more understanding we're 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 like a we're a weirdly like transitional generation because like we've we've been through so many transitions of like of the world you know like just yeah. how the world's been progressing technology like technology wise and like media and everything we've seen a lot of shit. Just think of how many presidents have been in office just, like, through our Four. lifespan. Who was before? It was before. Four. Technically three. Well. Three. Clinton. There was someone. When we were born in 1991, he wasn't in there. Cause he, oh, Bush. The first Bush. It was the first Bush. Yeah, first Bush. Um, so I guess that counts, even though because we, we were born. First Bush, Clinton, then uh, little Bush, and then um, Barack. Yeah, then Barack. So and, four. And now Trump. Well, yeah, now yeah, we're going through our fifth, but yeah, yeah four so far. Um, and a lot changes during that time period. Yeah, there's so much that's changed. But um, yeah, dude, I this is something that I wanted to talk about for a little bit, and you've had this plan for a few episodes. Yeah, and because uh, it's just very, it's a very just interesting idea that like as the older we get, it's just the more open, the more open, the more aware we are to anything that's different and it doesn't have to be bad because it's different because that's how i that was my mindset like it doesn't sound like kanye it fucking sucks so yeah now like oh it's kanye it fucking no i'm kidding uh <laughs> you know it, this is this is nice bro we ended up with a nice moral of the story at the end of our podcast a nice little you know motivational learning tool right here after going through this whole conversation yeah me <laughs> you did talk a lot <laughs> Your voice was definitely heard throughout this entire episode. Mm-hmm. It's my cutty hum for the episode. But when you did bring up this topic, though, yeah. I thought it was in, when you were like the evolution of music. I was yeah. like, damn, what are we, are we going to talk about how we started listening to this on tape, like cassette players? And then no. I, the, the way you no the way you worded it, it's like the evolution of how we listen to music. So I'm thinking literally, I'm like, oh, physically. I'm, like, I'm like, yo, is this dude talking about like we're going to talk about listening to cassette players and then talking and to Walkmans and, and, and then like digital and downloading them legally? Uh, no, just how we perceive music. Because like, yeah, like 2007, 
I would have been like, fuck Lil Pump. Like, that dude sounds like garbage. Like, but now I'm just like, oh, like, he likes to say vroom, 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 vroom in the middle of a hook. That's pretty funny. <laughs> He's got his hair dyed all different colors, guys. I don't know if he has any anymore. I'm talking about you. You're a Lil oh. Pump fan, bro. You got oh. you got all types of colors in sure. your hair. Yeah, they're going to believe Beads you. and everything. They're going to believe your tone of voice. Anyway, so... Uh, I know that the past couple of episodes, I didn't do the vibe of the week, I believe. Yeah, I think we didn't do it for like five and six or for six and seven. It doesn't matter. It's going to be on and off. It might happen. It might not. But I definitely wanted to point out a vibe of the week for this week. Um, Start off with it just being the weekend and not no Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The artist, the huge, (laughs) the huge Canadian superstar, the weekend. Um his album After Hours came out in March. That is a daily album. I do play at least once a day. But the vibe of the week specifically, it being a song, is Escape from LA. And he just gets so into this like mode where he's just like, Yeah, I need to fucking leave this place because it's 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 so fake. And I mean, everyone has their own take on L.A., but like he's just tired of it at this point. You can hear it. But like he goes into this like not a monologue, but into this one like the ending of the song. He's talking about this experience, which I believe happened. I wouldn't doubt that it that it happened to him because he can probably do anything at this point. But I will read. I wanted to read this last part of Escape LA and it's about him in the studio and something goes down in the studio. <laughs> Let's hear it. So I'm obviously not gonna sing it because I, I wish I could sound like the weekend. If I could sound like the weekend, I wouldn't be on this fucking podcast. But anyway, I'm gonna start it with uh she pulled up to the studio. Nobody's watching. She closed the door and then she locked it for me. We had sex in the studio. Nobody walked in. I cut my verse and then she popped it for me LA girls all look the same I can't recognize the same work done on they face I don't criticize she a cold hearted bitch with no shame but her throat too fire (laughs) she got chrome hearts hanging from her neck and them shits going wild when she rides she holds tight she gonna ride till sweat fall down her spine She's all mine for the night. She's all mine until he calls her line. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's the life of the weekend, ladies and gentlemen. And then obviously it's a lot more sexier sounding with the weekend's vocals over a very, very like just like a somber beat. Very like cold. And it's just like, you know, it's like he's just talking to you, you know, just painting that picture. I fucking love that song. I can listen to it. On repeat all day if I really wanted to. But yeah, vibe of the week for me for episode eight is The Weekend's Escape LA. Do you have one? Or I, I, do. Don't, I don't know. I didn't ask. I do, I do yeah. have a vibe okay. of the week. I'm going extreme throwback. Of uh, course you are. Because <laughs> nothing you have is new. Ha ha ha. Ha 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 is for real. Until you bring up a song that's, that was made in 2020, then I'll stop making fun of you. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep on Continue. going with throwbacks. Continue with your throwbacks. throwbacks. Okay, because um, you won't have one. 
So my vibe of the week really is my whole summertime cookout playlist. Oh my! God. And everybody who anybody <laughs> who has played basketball with me knows the playlist. It's a bunch of '90s R&B, a bunch of '2000s R&B, some G funk hip hop. Yep. It's a whole vibe in itself, bro. The summertime cookout playlist does so much for the energy and the vibe of wherever we're at, which is probably on a basketball court because that's where you're gonna hear it. But there's one joint in particular that I need to highlight. I've been listening to listening to it a lot this past week. Okay. Uh, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time. Do you remember, remember the time? Oh, I when we fell in love. love. Do you remember the time when, when we first met, met, girl? That might be my favorite Michael song of Do all time. Do you remember? <laughs> Bro, he kills it in that song. Like I know a lot, a lot of people's favorites are like... They're like Billie Jean or Thriller or whatever. That is probably my favorite Michael Jackson song all of all time. You and me. Exactly, bro. He kills it. Heater, man. Heater. All right, I'm done. I love that song. Uh, I've been playing it a lot lately. If you've never heard it, there's something wrong with you. Go listen to it. Michael Jackson, Remember the Time. If you haven't just heard anything by Michael Jackson, there's something wrong with you. Everyone's heard at least one song by Michael <laughs> yeah. Jackson. But I feel like that one... Like, remember the time, even though it's a classic, it never gets grouped with, like, Thriller, Billie Jean, and Beat It. Like, those are the, like, that's, like, the starter pack for yeah, great it, Michael songs. It wasn't, songs. like, that worldwide monstrous hit. It was, like, a hit. It was, like, it was like damn, like, remember the time? I love that song. But the urban community it wasn't knows like, about it. It wasn't, like, you go over to, like, the Philippines, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know Thriller? Or do you remember, do you know Remember the Time? They'd be like, no, I know Thriller. Did, did you ever see the video for it? What? Remember the time? Yeah, that's the um. The, like coming to America. Yeah. Theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great yeah. video, great song. That's my vibe of the week. Yo, what fucking? Speaking of Michael Jackson, man, people forget the Free Willy theme song. I definitely forgot about that one. Fuck you! Is it? Hold me whenever you need me. Yo, Free Willy. That was a classic. I don't know the lyrics. That's a slower song, though. That made everyone want to go watch Free Willy now. Everyone go watch Free Willy. Didn't he have a chorus on that song, too? Or like, yeah, oh, yeah like, a, like a, yeah. A backing yeah. chorus? Yeah, yeah, like, when he gets to, like, the crescendo of the song, it's yeah. like... Like, yeah, it has a whole, like, a choir. Yeah, choir. That's what you, that's what you mm-hmm. meant. Choir. Okay. <laughs> We're leaving y'all with the with the Free Willy Michael Jackson yeah, song. Yeah, dude. Michael Jackson, I mean, mm-hmm. his music, no one focus on his controversy, but yeah, Michael Jackson's music, yeah, that's a good note to leave off on. I love Michael Jackson. We all do, bro. I if if we're strictly man. looking at the music. Yes, his music. I love Michael Jackson. As do I, I. I had posters. I have. I still have T-shirts of him that I wear proudly. I don't care. I love yeah, Michael Jackson. Not for for real. Anyway, but yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Wow, we we got. What, what's is, the time? Wow, man, we're nearing uh, like an hour and a half. Longest podcast to date, bro. For, yeah, for now it's gonna be a bitch to upload. <laughs> but anyway, this has been episode eight, and uh, it's your man J Rod. We're gonna wrap this up. It's your man Katomate. Katomate. Uh, tomato paste. That's what I'm Katomate. Tomato paste. Don't disrespect me, man. All right, man. And uh, we out. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Deuces. <laughs>